Welcome to the world of fiction, where we're lying, but that's okay. One prepared host, two neurodivergent nerds, two authors dig deeper into the lies that expose truths. If you're a fan of fiction with a curious mind, tune in each week for discussions on speculative worlds, fandom, the industry, and creating. Let's talk about Henry Cavill. I'm your prepared host, J.S. Garrity. And I'm the host is winging it, Ludlow Adams. For our new listeners out there, every week I choose and prepare a topic because I'm a researcher and a planner. And I find out the topic a half an hour before because I'm an improviser and good on my feet. Let's get into it. So yeah. we've discussed a lot about adaptations. Um, yeah. And... Henry Cavill's come up at least once in one episode. Yeah. Um, and in talking about adaptations, I feel like we need to discuss Henry Cavill because that's been really current news. And there's a lot of, of talk about the nature of adaptations and being true to the source material um, around Henry Cavill. So let's let's talk about, about yeah. this super nerd slash actor yeah so everybody's i mean almost everybody's famous favorite geek you know yeah. like yeah he's as big a geek as any of us he reads uh epic fiction epic fantasy he reads all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff he's a big wheel of time fan um and he's a big superman fan video games right yeah he stream video games yeah yeah he's um king of the nerds yeah, plays world or has played on in the past World of Warcraft. I don't know if he still plays. Plays Warhammer 40k, mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um and apparently is uh is pretty devoted to source material. Mm -hmm. Um and that seems to be one of the reasons there was friction about The Witcher. That's the theory. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been um discussed extensively yes yeah um officially this is what he announced on instagram in october he says some news to share from the continent which for those who don't know is the the world in the witcher series my journey as Geralt of rivia has been filled with both monsters and adventures and alas i will be laying down my medallion and my swords for season four in my stead, the fantastic Mr. Liam Hemsworth will be taking up the mantle of the White Wolf. As with the greatest of literary cast characters, I pass the torch with reverence for the time spent embodying Geralt and enthusiasm to see Liam's take on the most fascinating and nuanced of men. Liam, good sir, this character has been such a wonderful depth to him. Enjoy diving in and seeing what you can find. I think Liam's probably going to do a really good job. I don't know that he's going to get a fair chance uh, with most fans. Um, probably not. Which, which is also, I mean, hey, it's the way it is. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty big change for a series yeah. to to survive through. Yeah, you know, recasting one of their their main, you know, what four characters? Yeah. 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 That's and that's a really big deal. Yeah, the main protagonist being yeah. recast is is quite the risk um but this was a passion project 
of Henry Cavill's um, from the beginning, even before they started casting, he reached out and that's sort of like a Hollywood legend now of how he got this role um, where he was passed up the first time. And then Netflix, I think they did castings for like 50 different people and couldn't find the right one and then came back to Henry Cavill and his agent was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like they kind of snubbed you. And, and he was like, um, it's the white wolf. Absolutely. I want to do this. Yeah. So apparently like the first conversation with the showrunner was, was him saying, I'm going to do this. And her saying, we haven't even started writing yet. Mm -hmm. And then before they started casting or when they started casting, she realized that she was using Henry Cavill's voice for Mm. all of Geralt's dialogue and stuff. And so um, that's one of the reasons they went back to him and said, hey, you know, are you still interested? Um, Interesting. Yeah. So I think he was probably a lot more realistic than his agent. I mean, he knew, he knows the process. His agent does too. But, you know, I I think his agent was like, well, you know, they didn't sign you up before. So why do it now? And Henry was like, they were writing. They hadn't even started writing yet. Mm -hmm. And apparently he understood that. Like he got that. Yeah. And I, I imagine his agent was probably like, well, they didn't even ask you when they started casting and, you know, tried out 50 different people um, that may have had something to do with it, but Henry doesn't come across to me as the kind of guy who would um, hold a grudge or get caught up in like, Oh, you, you might've snubbed me a little bit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. When he's working on a project, his, his interest is very much in the project. Like the way he talks about his time as Superman is like this thing bigger than himself. Yeah. It's so much more than just a role for him. Yeah. I think for him, I think he sees a lot of it as him, him kind of like being a steward of these roles until he's able yeah. to pass it on to somebody else. Absolutely. You know, because everybody knew when Henry Cavill was getting cast that Superman was going to be recast eventually. Like, it's mm-hmm. just the nature of the Superman movies. I mean, there's yeah. been, you know, just on the big screen, what, uh, one, two, three, he's the fourth, I think. I have no idea, but so, at least. Yeah, third third or fourth, I think. Yeah. Um, much like Tom Holland. And Tom Holland is is every bit as well cast as Henry Cavill was mm-hmm. for Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are some rumors that um, Henry Cavill, for the final season, was really difficult to work with. Like, mm. late, not didn't really care. Um, now if that has something to do with the way, um, there were some changes Mm -hmm. to the, uh, to where the show was going and everything. And, and Mm -hmm. he was upset about that. That's, that's quite possible. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, even misogyny was thrown around as a reason for, for there being some issues. And apparently Netflix finally stepped in and said, listen, this is it. You know, you've got you've got one more chance and mm-hmm. and then we'll recast. And so it's quite possible that that was a Netflix um, decision. decision rather mm-hmm. than a show decision. Now, how much of that is true? I don't know. We don't know. No one knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was detailed enough to where they said that like 
he was really tight with one of the writers who happens to be another computer game player. And they would talk about all kinds of stuff, especially computer games, and kind of trash the work of the other writers and the mm-hmm. showrunner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, whether or not this was because they were upset about deviations from the source material and it had nothing mm-hmm. to do with misogyny or it was just straight misogyny, I don't know. Right, I think it's right. probably likely that it's more the first part because, I mean, he I don't know that he's ever really been accused of that kind of thing in the past. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell with, with so, public figures because what they yeah. portray to you might yeah. not be yeah. exactly what they're like in real life. Yeah. Um, you but, never know what's going on behind closed doors. But his, his girlfriend is a, a pretty badass boss in the um, in film production. So, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's hard to tell, but yeah. But things started kind of going downhill from the fan perspective in season two, so it it wouldn't be completely off base to guess that he was becoming dissatisfied with how the material was being adapted in season two, and then didn't really bring his A game to season three because of yeah. that. Um, yeah, especially if he was reading the scripts for season three and was like, "What." in the world are you doing yeah but if you've already signed the contract like yeah you can't walk away yet yeah but and that's kind of my issue is you know that that brings to question some some issues of professionalism Mm -hmm. again he's never been accused of not being professional um until now until Mm -hmm. the witcher third season so you know like a friend used to say, or says still, you know, there's three sides to every story, your side, my side, and then what really happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, I'm sure that there's a little bit of truth to everything that we're right. hearing, you know, right. some truth that I almost said, Geralt, wow, that Henry was really, <laughs> was dissatisfied and that it was showing in his work and his attitude mm-hmm. towards his coworkers. Yeah. I mean, no one's perfect and- no. I mean, it's it's not far off to guess that a celebrity with a um, really successful portfolio um, may let that get to their head a little bit. And yeah, and yeah, and that's the other others. thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and that's one of the things to kind of keep in mind about actors is, well, any human being, you know, just because that's how they were in the last project doesn't mean that's how the uh, the experience is going to be in this project. Mm-hmm. You know, people change, people grow, they get, you know, either they, they grow more open and friendlier, or in a lot of cases, maybe they get closed off and jaded. Mm-hmm. So we just don't know really what's going on. Right. Again, you know, he he's always seemed like a pretty good guy. Um, and he's a big fan of, of a few IPs. Mm-hmm. And he gets really kind of excited about them. So, mm-hmm. you know. 40k more than anything i think the warhammer 40k stuff i think he's gotten more excited about but that could just be an issue of i'm working on the witcher but man 40k would be really cool Mm -hmm. you know or maybe in the past it was i'm i'm superman but man the witcher would be really cool so Mm -hmm. maybe it is a grass greener on the other side sort of thing it could absolutely be that um or, you know, a need for control too, right? Like yeah. he's jumping into this 40K project and he is has a lot of control over this. Yeah. Not only is he going to star, he's going to be an executive producer. Yeah. Um, And kind of be the the guy for 
the whole universe that they're they're building on amazon yeah and he definitely wouldn't have had that creative control on the witcher or with superman um but i'd imagine that would be harder for him on the witcher because he probably felt like he understood the source material better than the showrunner and and the writers did yeah quite possibly yeah i mean he's been a fan for a long time now he didn't even realize there were books until they were doing the show um oh that's that's funny yeah that's when he went out and grabbed all the books and read them and was like oh Mm. okay um there's a there's a story of the writer actually visiting the set uh during something and there was Mm -hmm. this crazy stunt that that henry was doing where he he like falls through some things and lands really hard and I don't want to give anything away here, although I'm sure everybody has who's listening to this has seen it. Um, mm-hmm. And and the writer was like, "This is not my fault. I did <laughs> not write this. This is not me." <laughs> he was the so. writer made it very clear that he was not involved. Yeah, that he's he has this very um, like hands off uh, approach to any kind of adaptation. Yeah. Um, when asked about how he felt how the show was doing he said i've seen better i've seen worse um yeah he yeah he's very much like no the the adaptation and the original are not the same thing at all and i'm not involved and you know that that's probably the healthiest way of doing it yeah Um, i think as an author absolutely Yeah, That's unless you're Neil Gaiman you and you night. can actually be the showrunner of the show. <laughs> right, right. Like for good omens. So yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, he understands the industry and he he's yeah. got experience in it, and he he likes doing it, you know. And that's the that's the big thing, I think. If you're an author and and you're interested in that and you want to spend time learning that craft, then awesome, go for it. Yeah. Uh, but most authors don't don't want to do that. They just want to write. Yeah. It's it's interesting now when when Stephen King um, signs away developmental rights or or sells developmental rights usually for a dollar um, to up and coming um, uh, movie makers that he's got a lot of faith in. Mm-hmm. You know his his part of the deal is um, you know they're obviously the 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 person buying it is going to be a producer, but like he gets some say I guess in the director and like the principal characters or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that might be too strong of a word of, of saying it. There's an article a while back right after um, fairy tale came out because the day after fairy tale came out, it got optioned um, mm-hmm. again for a dollar. Um, and Stephen King calls those his dollar babies. Cause <laughs> you know, he gets paid on the back end, I guess. And yeah. Um, or people go out and buy the book. And he's okay with that. And he's happy with that. I mean, the guy's mm-hmm. made a bit of money in his life. So yeah. <laughs> he's doing pretty well now. I I love that dollar babies. It's, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So do you think the Witcher is going to survive these changes? I don't know. It's I don't, I hope tell. so. Because again, I, I actually like Liam Hemsworth um, as an actor. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen him in a whole lot. But what I, whenever I have seen him in something he's done a good job and he just seems like a really solid guy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he just seems like somebody who would put his head down, do his work and try to, you know, do as good as he can for the rest of the cast. Yeah. So, I don't know if all Miley yeah. Cyrus fans would agree with, with that, but that's a well, completely 
different yeah. issue. Yeah, and that's some things that you know there were there were things going on behind yeah. behind yeah. the scenes that I think I it's think really probably kind of, right. Right. Yeah. I think it's really pointless to try to um, take sides in a celebrity um, yeah. relationship like that yeah. because you just have no idea what's yeah. going on behind yeah. closed doors, it, off cameras. Yeah. And interestingly, I'm becoming more of a uh, a Miley fan. Well, her music over the last few years, mm-hmm. she's done some amazing stuff. So it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. She's really kind of changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what happened between the two of them. I, you know, Miley has said a couple of things, but it, nothing really jumps out at me as saying he was mm-hmm. um, egregiously awful or anything. But again, I don't know. But, you know, it, how he acts personally may not be how he acts professionally. And, yeah. and his uh, portfolio of work has been, you know, good work. He's he's a good yeah. actor. He does a good job. Yeah. Um, and I think that he he would um, do a good job with with Geralt. Yeah. And, and one of the things I always try to keep in mind is don't hero worship anybody. Just don't. Yeah. Doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Because at some point you're going to get disappointed because you're going to realize they're human and not mm-hmm. some, you know, mythological creature or demigod yeah. or something. You know, they're just they're people and people yeah. do good things and bad things. This is a little off topic, but um, those of you who don't know, I'm a, I, I'm a Taylor Swift fan, um, mostly because I I'm a big fan of beautiful language and i think she's a fantastic lyricist um and that she in her most recent album had a song called dear reader kind of based on that idea of the advice columns that they mm-hmm. used to do they probably still do them on the mm-hmm. internet somewhere but they used to be in in uh newspapers and magazines and um you'd write in asking for advice um, for the you know gen zers out there who don't know what i'm talking about um, you'd write in and ask for advice, and then they'd uh, this columnist would respond with you know a dear reader, and offer advice for whatever issue they were having. Um, and this song is basically about like, don't take advice from me. Like, I'm a human being, and I've effed up a lot in my life. Yeah. So why are you taking advice from me? My advice yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of celebrities would probably relate to that. Like they don't want to be hero worshipped. They don't want to be put on a pedestal and seen as as more than human. Some yeah. do, absolutely. But I think a lot of them don't want to be. They want their professional work to be taken as it is and their personal life to remain personal. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of where I divide it, actually, is, you know, there are writers that I, I would love to have something approaching their career. I do not want their personal lives. Mm-hmm. I just don't. You mm-hmm. know? I like the I'd like the opportunity that their career or their, the opportunities and freedom that their career afford. Mm-hmm. But as far as the way they've built their lives, no, no. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not interested in ever being so famous that my personal life is intruded upon either. Like I think, I mean, I want to be a successful author. Obviously, yeah. Um, I'd love to be able to make. Full-time living off of my writing um but i am not interested in being 
household name um, or as famous as some of our most famous authors out there. Yeah. Because uh, I, I just don't want <laughs> that kind of personal attention. It yeah. doesn't sound appealing to me. And I think yeah. sometimes people forget that celebrities are humans yeah. and that everyone values some level of privacy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And people get worked up about like a the way that celebrity acted about this thing or something. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I haven't seen a celebrity yet who has not had a negative story out there about them because absolutely somebody, you know, tried to intrude on a, a really private situation or something along mm -hmm. those lines. So. Or have, um, you know, all their opinions about things that are very normal human behaviors, um, mistakes that are very normal human mistakes, but they just get to, you know, have it broadcast to the whole world Yeah. when you get to experience those mistakes privately. Yeah. It's got to be particularly frustrating for people who grew up in the public eye. I mean. Oh, Yeah. How rough was that, you know? And, yeah. and of course, I'm sure it was a lot harder on Daniel Radcliffe than like Christopher Paolini. Mm -hmm. but yeah. Even Chris has probably had a little bit more under the microscope than than is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why um, Blake Lively and, oh man, I'm having a brain moment. Her husband? Her husband, who's also very famous. Ryan. <laughs> Yes. Um, there's a reason that anyway, I don't want to get too off track, but there's a reason that they keep their children's lives yeah. very private and yeah. separate from their careers. Yeah, um, but they're completely open um, about ragging on each other constantly, which is hysterical. <laughs> yeah, they they take things pretty lighthearted, which I think is a yeah. survival technique. Yeah, as celebrities. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, back to Henry Cavill. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how fans respond to the new yeah. Witcher seasons. I think going in the direction of a prequel is probably pretty smart um, as sort of the first thing that they're putting Liam Hemsworth in uh, because it will kind of separate from the current storyline that's happening and um, maybe be easier for fans yeah. to get on board with. Yeah. And I'll definitely be watching it. I'm not going to boycott yeah. it or anything. I don't think there's a point in that. Yeah. They, you know, it, they're actually kind of doing the thing that um, the showrunner and, and team did for Spartacus. The guy who played Spartacus in the first season ended up with, uh, he, he went in for his like annual physical for insurance mm -hmm. and they discovered he had cancer. So mm. what they did was they went back and they did a season zero between mm -hmm. season one and two. And it sets the entire tone for why season one and two and uh, and everything happened. But mm -hmm. Spartacus was actually not in that at all. And then what ended up happening is the uh, the actor passed away. And so they had to replace him. And so they went with somebody who was entirely different. They didn't try to get somebody who was like the exact right. same because – when you try to get somebody who's exactly the same, you just kind of end up at like with the wish version of yeah. the uh, of the original actor. You shine a light on yeah on it yeah. yeah yeah. So you know, finding somebody who can who can bring something a little different to it is probably the best idea, really. But mm -hmm. I can understand how people would not like that as well. 
Yeah, it's tough when it's the main character and he's not the only character that's whose actor is being switched up either. Yeah. Right? There's others. I um, guess. Yeah. There's other casting, I think, that that is yeah. changing. Or or maybe that it changed and now there there might be is it a Joey Beatty's coming back? Maybe I heard. I don't okay. know exactly. But well, Joe, um Joey's a great dandelion. I mean, he's um, just fantastic yeah, as I, Oscar. I loved him. I was so sad when yeah. when he left. So I, I really hope that's true. That I that rumor that I stumbled on at some point that he's coming back. But um, anyway, I I'm gonna watch it. I'll give Liam Hemsworth a, a chance. I was yeah. disappointed, just like every other fan, to find out Henry Cavill was leaving. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just. Uh, because now I, I know about things that, that were possibly going on, but looking back on the third season, I feel like I could maybe feel an energy of, uh, things being different. And I don't know, the third season just didn't hit the same way for me. Wait, is the third season out? Oh no, sorry. Not the second season. Second season. Yeah. Yeah, the second season didn't hit. Sophomore seasons and sophomore books and, and everything are just so hard because, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a, a television show or a movie or a book or, or anything. It's just, it's so different. Yeah. Um, oftentimes because of lead time, like you don't have as much time to prep. Mm-hmm. You know, for anybody who isn't sure, like the first novel can take five, six, seven, eight years. Um mm-hmm. You know, uh, The Gunslinger, which was the first novel in Stephen King's The Dark Tower, took like 27 years to write. Mm-hmm. He obviously couldn't take 27 years to write the second one. So no. a lot of the times um, authors end up pushing them out a little too fast or something. So sometimes I have mm-hmm. to wonder how much of that was going on in, in the season, the second season of The Witcher. Right, right. Definitely. Um yeah, and, and a lot of fans have different opinions about why the second season seemed to not work quite as well. Yeah. Um, well, and they did everything chronologically rather than mixing it, chopping it all up in the first season. And, and yeah. you know, when the first season came out, people were whining about that. And then the second one comes along and they're like, well, I don't know. But that makes sense for the first season because yes. I, I haven't read the books. I know, terrible, but... um. I mean, these shows came out while I was still in school and still am in school, but I just don't have a lot of reading time, but it's on my list of things that I need to read. Um, But from what I understand is the first season is based off of two books that are essentially a collection of short stories about Geralt's adventures. And so it kind of was okay for them to do that. Yeah. Like chop things up and yeah. mix things well, around. There was also another reason for it. They're like, if we do it chronologically, Yennefer starts off and Yennefer is going to be like the first half of the entire series. Mm-hmm. And then Geralt is going to be the next quarter of it. And then and then at the very end, they're going to have um, Siri in. And, mm-hmm. um, and that makes it look like the princess isn't as important as the other two. Well, each mm-hmm. of the three characters is just as important to the series. Yeah. So they were like, we're just going to kind of chop it up. And which is actually what they did in um, 
Dunkirk, the movie, the war movie Dunkirk, Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan did. That's exactly where they got it from. In fact, the, the showrunner was talking about like she was in the shower and she, you know, those brilliant shower thoughts and she gets out of the shower, you know, and she like is talking to her husband and is like, am I crazy or do you think this would work? And that was that's why they chopped it up like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, as we've talked about in previous episodes, it's important to remember that film and and television are very different art forms and you have to change some things to yeah. make it work yeah. it's unavoidable um you can't make it exactly the same and yeah. and uh, ludlow and i feel like the important thing is staying true to the soul of the work yeah. which is something that we picked up from uh that, that that exact wording was picked up from something brandon sanderson said about wheel of time um and I think that the big issue came in season two when some fans felt like it wasn't staying true to the soul of mm-hmm. the the source material, um, which is also a matter of opinion. You know, that's not exactly objective either. Yeah. Um, let's briefly touch on Superman because there's not a lot to say about it. There's <laughs> not a lot of information out there. It was just very weird because in October... I think like days after he announced he was leaving the Witcher, he announced that he was coming back as Superman. Yeah. And supposedly there was this whole fight happening with like the rock and trying to get him back as Superman for like five years Mm -hmm. and then finally getting the green light. And then in December, like a month and a half later, he announces on Instagram that he is no longer Superman. And and Black Adam, uh, um, I think the the Rock was planning on a second Black Adam movie. I think Henry cameos as Superman at the end of the first one, Black Adam. I I think so. I think I haven't seen it, but I think you're yeah. right. I'm um, not. Yeah, I was part I of the it. Rock's push to try and and get him back as Superman. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think The Rock really wanted to do a Black Adam versus Superman because they're two of the most powerful, if not the most powerful, um, hero kinds of things or mm-hmm. um, in, in the DC universe. Yeah. And so, you know, he was like, hey, let's do this. And next thing you know, well, Black Adam got canceled. And I think that kind of started a little bit of a domino effect. But I don't mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. I mean, it was telling where the, the Rock had been pushing to get black adam made for a decade or more Mm -hmm. and then he no longer even follows them on instagram um Mm. so yeah i can only and i can only imagine how disappointed he must be you know Mm -hmm. um and i imagine that henry uh henry cavill is is pretty bummed as well because i think he really enjoyed playing super yeah his his uh post about it was real classy very gracious um but a lot of fans, you know, read between the lines and there's been a lot of speculation about um, about how unfair it was for them to pull it out after he'd made the announcement that he was yeah. going to do it again. But yeah. we don't know. We don't know the story. We don't know what happened. Um, yeah. You know, I think everybody assumes it was James Gunn and his, and his partner. And it could um, have been, but... We don't know. Well, it's it's also just as likely that Warner Brothers stepped in and said no. Yeah, like you need to find possible. somebody younger and cheaper. It's also possible that Henry Cavill 
you know, maybe they, you know, he found out that Warhammer was really going to happen. And he was like, no, I need to focus my energy on Warhammer. And yeah. he could have backed out. We don't know. Yeah, that's possible, it, too. Anything's um, possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, that's a really good point. Um, it, I'm really curious to see where Warhammer goes. My biggest fear for anybody out there who's a Warhammer fan is that they're going to immediately make a Space Marine movie or something. Mm-hmm. And, I remember you mentioning that with yeah, our game no, adaptation that's episode. Just, that's such a bad idea, I think. Um, yeah. And there's been like very little information about about these plans. Well, what, what we do yeah. know is Vertico Entertainment is the entertainment company, the production company that they're using. Um, and Natalie Viscuso, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, who works for Vertigo Entertainment, is partnering with Henry Cavill. And I just learned this today, but she is also Henry Cavill's girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. So they're working together. Yeah. Uh, that's she was somebody. She was also somebody who ended up growing up in the public eye. And she gets lambasted mm-hmm. sometimes about things that she said when she was like 16 and 17. It's like, come on, guys. That uh, sucks. Yeah. Who 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 has a, a perfectly clean uh teenaged years yeah like record. I mean Yeah, yeah. We you know, we expect uh, everybody to be perfect except for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know much about her, granted, but Yeah. Um Yeah. The big thing the big thing with the forty K stuff at this point is that last I had heard it it's not it's not a definite go ahead. Um Games Workshop is or was um negotiating with amazon the two the two are trying to work out something that's going to actually work is going to be equitable yeah so what i could find out is that um amazon has officially secured the rights um but uh gaw is very much involved like um i believe it said andy smiley Smilly? I don't know how to say his last name, but he's the creative director of GAW. And um, he was listed as one of the uh, executive producers um, for this. Um, I wish I remember where I found that. But um, yeah, from what I understand is not everything's been ironed out. Like they just, they use language like, they have the rights across entertainment businesses and series film and other rights. So I'm not sure how much of it has been set in stone, but um, yeah, it seems like GAW is planning on being involved, not just in, you know, giving those rights, but in actually where, the production. Where are you seeing it referred to as GAW? Uh, in this article I found. <laughs> is, that, is that weird? Like, is that not usually? Yeah. yeah. Uh, most of the time on the gamer side of the house, it's just GW. Oh, really? Yeah. Or even okay. G-dubs. Because, you know, gamers. Yeah. Let me see if I can find that that article. Um, yeah, so it's, it's on warhammercommunity.com. Huh. Okay. Yeah. They call it GAW. Uh, that is so weird. Now I may end up looking like an idiot. That's fine. 
That's okay. I, yeah, there's which is weird because it's Games Workshop, right? So I don't know why they would what the A is doing there, but um, yeah, they say Creative Director of GAW. Unless GAW is a different thing from Games Workshop. And I just made an assumption. Yeah, that's possible. Oh yeah, it looks like their their stock might be GAW.L. So maybe that's where it comes from. I don't know. Huh. Anyway, if any of any of our listeners know, <laughs> then uh, feel free to to reach out to us um, in some form. You can find me on Facebook at uh, j.s.garrity, um, author slash writer. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I do have a quote from from Andy Smilly. I I am so sorry if I'm butchering this guy's name. Um, <laughs> but he said, it's great news and we're absolutely thrilled. We're working with a fantastic triumvirate in Henry, Vertigo, and Amazon. Henry's yeah. well-known love of Warhammer 40K and his passion as a world builder and storyteller will serve us all well in the coming years. Finally, Warhammer will make it to the screen as fans have hoped and as they deserve. So it sounds like, you know, they're they're really on board with it. We just don't have a lot of information about what exactly it means. Yeah. And what this is going to look like. Yeah. I one of the things I absolutely agree. Well, I agree that the 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 three groups or three people or whatever together are going to be really great, especially Amazon. I mean you do not want to do this kind of thing on Netflix. Netflix looks at it and cuts it immediately. Mm. And Amazon, you actually have a chance of doing, you know, five, six, seven seasons if if it comes down to it. Right, right. And if they're looking to do more than movies, like television shows and movies and stuff, Amazon is definitely the spot to do it, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, and it sounds like Henry Cavill is fully planning on on making this as expanded of a franchise yeah. as possible. Like, he's he's dedicated to this being a universe with you know on the same level as marvel um it's interesting though because this is the first ip of this scale for amazon yeah and it'll be interesting to see how they they handle that well i mean lord of the rings isn't a small ip and neither is wheel of time but yeah you're right that's this true is, that's true this is um, this has got more to it, I think. Ex yeah, exactly. You know? This has yeah. a, a very long history. Not that Lord of the Rings doesn't have a very long history, but um, it it has a very long history and uh, so many different stories within this yeah. one one world. Yeah. they've got thirty five years of mining of 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 forty uh, k stuff to look at it. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you if you just Google, you'll find articles upon articles of different fans with their take on what should be focused on in yeah. this, you know, in the first 
series or film that's done or what characters they think Henry Cavill should play. Yeah. And there are so many that you just read through and you're like, Oh, there's a new one. There's a new one. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the source material they have is vast and we have no idea. We have no idea where it's headed. The fact that it's a game setting, you know, it originated as a game setting, like a game setting was shoehorned onto Middle Earth, although it lent itself really mm-hmm. well to it. You know, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings got turned into a game setting, whereas this is being developed as one from the beginning. And so they picked and choose from all over the place. They were like, oh, we're going to take some Dune. We're going to take Terminator. We're going to take Aliens. We're going to take this and this and this and this, and we're going to mash it together, and then we're going to do something different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, there's a lot to it. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, so much more in canon. I think is is really what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. And this, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out, and it has potential to be amazing, yeah. and it has potential to crash and burn. Yeah. Oh yeah. My hope is that uh, Henry Cavill will have some some control over it enough to be able to say, no, 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 we're not doing it like that. We need. Yeah, to I mean, what it sounds like so far is is he's being uh, called out by by Vertigo, by um, GAW or Games yeah. Workshop, whatever you want to call it, um, I, and by. I, Oh, I'm sorry. I think it was referred to as GAW because it was written by an American um, journalist who doesn't know anything about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So So let's call it GW. (laughs) Yeah. I've never heard of Games Workshop referring to itself as GAW. And I wonder if they just like looked for the like stock abbreviation, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And I played their games for a long time and all kinds of the stuff that they've done. Yeah, you're so, nice. you're a little bit of an authority, so yeah. well, just a tiny bit. Um, <laughs> I've actually gotten rid of most of my stuff, other than my Middle Earth stuff. So it's kind of funny we we talked about that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how Henry likes being on the producer side of the house as well. Yeah, I have a feeling it'll be right up his alley. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how these different organizations all get along. Um, and and how, you know, they collaborate. <laughs> but I, I mean, they are they're all talking about Henry Cavill like he is the, uh, the expert. Yeah. So he knows his hopefully, stuff. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully yeah. that that's how they they treat him. And and he's excited about it. I mean, that's yeah. that's the other big thing is, mm-hmm. you know, he's really passionate about it. He's been interested in in this for i don't know 30 years or something he's been playing yeah. warhammer and warhammer 40k for decades yeah he said he's been playing it since he was a kid yeah. and that uh, in his instagram post announcing it um he said he, he's dreamt of seeing a warhammer universe for 30 years in live action yeah. so yeah this is his dream come true yeah yeah, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for me as a fan. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I don't play the games anymore, I still like the IP. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm I'm hopeful. 
I'm really hopeful. Hopeful, optimistic. I think yeah. a lot of fans are. There's a lot of trust in Henry Cavill. Yeah. Among this fan base. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our time for today. And we've been your hosts, J.S. Garrity and Ludlow Adams. Thanks for tuning in and join us next week for a new topic about the world of fiction. This has been We're Lying, But That's Okay. Big thanks to our listeners for your support. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review. Thank you to our one-man production and tech support team, Max Garrity, for making this podcast possible. 